Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Oh boy, we got an exciting world we're in. Well, today we're going to talk about what you can actually do and how to correct carpal tunnel syndrome, golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, I mean everything. <clears throat> but a little bit in the news, 9,000 workers yesterday were put on unpaid furlough. And if they're fired from their job, they don't qualify for unemployment insurance. And why is all this being done? Because they're making a different decision on um, their their <laughs> their body, what's going to be injected into them. I mean, come on, okay? Uh, so here's a quote from Ian Watson before we get into this. Quote, if you have to be persuaded, reminded, pressured, lied to, incentivized, coerced, bullied, socially shamed, guilt-tripped, threatened, punished, and criminalized, if all of this is considered necessary to gain your compliance, you can be absolutely certain that what is being promoted is not in your best interest. End of quote. Amen. <clears throat> now, all of this stuff um, tonight, we're going to be putting on our show. It's going to be uninterrupted uh, at the Dr. B VIP site. Now, we have been wiped off of Vimeo completely. They deleted about 800 of, uh, of our videos. Um, so it, just know that 9,000 workers being let go, forced medical procedure without informed consent. Um, we are coming into a very tough winter. Uh, so find refuge at the Dr. BVIP and please share this. Um, Extreme Health Academy, they're taking a hit too in the censorship. So please get on there. You're going to meet like-minded people. But now, when we start, I want you, I encourage you, if your um, employer is forcing you to get a medical procedure that you don't want, or you just don't like the idea, you could have even been vaccinated, and you just don't like the idea of, of somebody else telling you what you can or cannot do, there's a work site called Red Balloon, and it's redballoon.work. No .com or anything else, redballoon.work. <clears throat> and these are free companies that aren't going to follow with a ridiculous illegal um, medical um, uh, mandate and also allows uh, people to work there whether you need um, you know, <laughs> no vaccines required. I mean, it's, it's just mind-bogglingly stupid, uh, particularly a vaccine that doesn't prevent transmission, doesn't prevent infectivity. There's no long-term studies. There's no liability. And according to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, this is deadlier than all the other vaccines added up over the last 20 years. For something that's no deadlier, if you're 70 years old and under, with no comorbid conditions, you have a 99.9% .9 chance of not having an issue with. So this is complete societal control. <clears throat> so let's get into this carpal tunnel syndrome, and I'm going to and golfer's elbow and tennis elbow, along with rotator cuff problems. All those arm symptoms, they're called double crush injuries. That means that you compromise a nerve, and the nerves that supply that arm come out of the neck. All you got to do is sit up in your chair or stand up, let your arms hang down by your side, and have someone look at you. Your ear should be in line with the center of your shoulder. The majority of people, if you've had a trauma or anything, could have what's called forward head carriage. And that head being forward is hugely important 
because that is is literally compromising the blood supply and nerve supply to the entire shoulder girdle, arms and and um, and forearms. So looking at the posture is the key. Then you can look at the impingement because the lower neck area, C5, C6, C7, T1, all of these things can be compromised with that head being forward. And those happen to be all the nerves that supply the arms. Now, um, when we look at posture, and there is a great article, and this is 1995, Journal of Orthopedic Sports and Physical Therapy. Posture in patients with shoulder overuse injuries and healthy people. And what they found was that if the head is forward, you're going to have an increased problem with shoulder. So when, when people will say repetitive move, uh, use causes shoulder injuries, that is actually not true because there's two people doing the same job. One's going to develop uh, carpal tunnel, which is a muscle imbalance, and the other won't. So what's the deciding factor? The posture, the forward head carriage, the nervous system, the physical, chemical, emotional stress. So look at carpal tunnel syndrome has an overall problem. Even the Mayo Clinic <clears throat> says forward head posture uh, is a contributing problem to neck and shoulder impingement issues. And I'm going to bring up a couple of different patients, okay, and what a lot of the different areas in the neck can, can, can cause. Now, so what kind of problems come from the neck? Well, number one, carpal tunnel syndrome. Headaches, 97% come from the neck. Rotator cuff problems, shoulder problems, high blood pressure, asthma, um, weakened immune system. Heck, a weakened immune system puts you under stress. You're talking uh, all sorts of systemic illnesses. Now, when we look at headaches, and this is why when you're talking about carpal tunnel, you cannot just look at the forearm, the wrist, and the hand where the symptoms are. That is an alarm. It is the fire alarm to tell you that there's a problem going on with the rest of the body. Now, when you look at headaches, is that a problem with the head? No. It's a clue that there's a problem or dysfunction with the body. I mean, you got 7% of all headaches are from toxicities like alcohol, drugs, dehydration, you know, giving up coffee, things like that. 93% are from the neck. So if you have a headache, you've got some major problems. Now, when we're looking at, um, if we're looking at ignored cause of shoulder and wrist problems, it's literally um, neurogenic, and that means compromised nerve supply in the cervical spine, vascular, that's forward head carriage, and mechanical, literally distortions in the ribcage area. Now, bursitis, you may have heard the term bursitis. Um, well, bursa sacs surround every tendon. So you got a muscle. That muscle don't, the muscles don't cross joints, but tendons do. So the muscle attaches to a tendon, and since the tendon crosses the joint, it can create friction. So around each tendon, there's a sac called bursa fluid or bursa um, sac. Now, if that head is forward, you're literally choking off the blood supply and nerve supply to that area. And that blood supply and nerve supply is a big deal because that inside of the bursa sac is a bursa fluid. And bursitis means that that bursa sac is now inflamed. And so what does bursitis mean? It means that there 
has increased friction because there's decreased fluid in the bursa sac. The worst thing you can do for bursitis is to take a chemical to deaden your awareness of it, such as like Advil, Motrin, Aleve. I mean, that's insane. Itis is inflammation. You don't, it's not inflammation that's causing the problem. Um, it's actually a, a decreased blood supply to that area. <clears throat> and when we're looking at it, and we're, we're going to talk about the shoulder a little bit, but just know that the shoulder uh, is incredibly uh, important when we're looking at elbow and wrist problems. So if that shoulder is damaged, okay, where it's jammed up, or the head's forward, because we've got to start from the root, um, and you've got to look at the forward head carriage, the neck pathology, and then the shoulder biomechanics. Because if you've got bursitis in the shoulder, that's going to totally change everything. And where does bursitis come from? Lack of blood flow. Where does the blood flow from? Out of the thoracic area. And so what happens is there's a, lot, a common thing called impingement syndrome. Now, I know anytime you hear the term syndrome, you've got to think, oh, no, it means that they really don't know what's going on. And that's kind of true. Uh, because they're looking at a symptom and they're not looking at the physical, chemical, or emotional stressors. This is the foolishness of the medical world we're in. Ooh, pain? Let me inject the shoulder with cortisone. Oh, okay, yeah, that destroys joint cartilage. Oh, pain? Let me give you some opioids. Oh, the addiction and damage to the brain and liver? Forget about that. Let me give you a pain reliever. How about non-steroidal anti-inflammatories for shoulder pain? Cool, that destroys the building block of cartilage increases your risk of heart attack and damage to the kidneys. So the modern medical system of giving you a chemical to solve a mechanical distortion is foolish and can cause damage. And of course, this has been going on for several thousand years. Hippocrates has said, look, first, do no harm. Smart advice. <clears throat> so one of the best ways to do is understand that impingement syndrome is one of the most common things in a shoulder. And it, this will limit the range of motion. Now, the worst thing you can do, if you have impingement syndrome, and think of this, you've got the humerus or the, the arm bone held in the socket by muscles called rotators. If that, the muscles get weak, and it's typically weak from the head being forward, the shoulder pops up or goes up because you have this massive deltoid on top always pulling up. <clears throat> so you have a, a superior um, subluxation. It's not a dislocation. It's just not in the right area. And this is super common with frozen shoulder. Almost all rotator cuff problems have this. So there's a way uh, to reposition it. You put between a 5 to a 20-pound weight in the arm, turn your palm forward, and, and rock it back and forth. And that's literally going to start to reform the labrum or the socket. <clears throat> now let's look at the elbow. When you're looking at the elbow, there's an olecranon bursa, and this is right at the edge. And this, this gets swollen up and painful and incredibly uncomfortable when um, you're, the person is, has their elbows on the counter. So truck drivers get it a lot. Office workers get it a lot. Security officers get it a lot where their, their body is resting on their elbows. Now, this will inflame it like crazy. So think of this. When you have a bursa sac, you've got a super filtrate of blood going into it. Now, 
the olecranon bursa, which is right on the elbow. And this could be, it's super common in gout and all sorts of blood disorders. Um, think of this, you've got blood flowing into it, producing the fluid, blood flowing out. If this thing is blown up like a balloon, do you have a problem with the blood flowing in or flowing out? It's flowing out. It's blown up like a balloon. So we have to increase or create a back pressure in there to blow out the valve so that the olecranon bursa can start doing that fluid transfer and it doesn't just keep increasing and increasing and increasing in pressure. <clears throat> this is where you need to get um, a brace. Now, you can get um, good taping, like a tape that you would use for boxing gloves or um, uh, just any kind of, like that you would use for a twisted ankle. Those are very good. Uh, you can get wetsuit material like a neoprene elbow support. Those are also good. But what you've got to do is create a back pressure. So you've got to get some type of pressure on that, whether it's tape going around it, um, um, it, anything to create a back pressure. Now, what that does, and that is going to allow you to move it, but th then again, what causes this problem? For one, it's the direct damage to it, but it's going to be toxic blood. So do you think forward head carriage may be implicated in this? Absolutely. So you got to look at the neck, look at the shoulder joint, then look at the elbow joint, and that back pressure will help a lot. Now we got to look at the elbow. Because golfer's elbow and tennis elbow um, both have to do with muscles on the front or muscles on the back. Now, if you put your hand straight out in front of you and your thumbs up in the air, on the inside portion of the arm, those are called flexors. When you activate the loose muscles, your hand closes. And when you activate the extensors, the hand opens. So you have muscles on the back of the hand, muscles on the front of the hand. Front are called flexors, back are called extensors. Now, the strength ratio should be about 5 to 4, where the flexors are almost as strong as the extensors. And this is unusual because in our day, um, and when we're looking at um, uh, people's daily lifestyle, you know, you're typing on a computer, you're grabbing um, a suitcase, you're, you're lifting a 2x4, you're using the flexors a lot, but the extensors aren't getting used a whole bunch. So this is why um, we're going to work just the extensors. But golfer's elbow and tennis elbow, and this is very, very common. One of the things, you need to get somebody to correct golfer's elbow and tennis elbow um, by correcting the uh, position of the joints of that elbow. Now, first, you've got to restore the nerve supply. So there's going to be a primary nerve impingement syndrome coming from the neck. Then you have the muscle imbalance of the forearm. Now, there's extremity adjusting, and a lot of chiropractors do know how to do this, and a lot don't. But since the majority of your muscle activity is on the inside portion, that attaches to the bone called the ulnar. And that's going to be where most of the flexors attach, and that attach to the flexor epicondyle. So a lot of times that ulnar, the, the elbow bone, has moved more towards the inside. It's called a medial valve positioned ulnar. And I've seen some lateral, but you're only talking like 10%. And then also at the elbow is the radial head. And there's several adjustments for this. But if that 
has been subluxated or, or misaligned based on a muscle imbalance, which is super, super common, or by direct trauma, you've got to get a chiropractor to look at it and re-correct it. But one of the biggest things you do not want to do, and this is with the elbow, this is with the shoulder, this is with the wrist, the worst culprits are the, elbow, are the shoulder. That until you get that socket where the elbow is, do not do range of motion. And so many, so many doctors, so many physical therapists want to get full range of motion, and they gauge their care if they have more and more and more range of motion. The problem with that is that that, that shoulder joint, if it's misaligned or displaced in the upward position or downward position, that's going to be really hard because it's already distorting the socket. So you might get better range of motion, but you're going to be doing damage to the joint. So make sure that you do not, do not, do not full range of motion. And in fact, no end range of motion abduction, extension, or flexion exercises. Super bad for the shoulder, super bad for the elbow. And no shoulder rehab um, without checking out the cervical and thoracic, because that's just crazy. I mean, if you're going to a physical therapist, you're doing some rehab, you're going to the gym <coughs> for a shoulder injury, but you haven't had your cervical spine checked out, it's it's almost like you've got a, um, a tourniquet on that that elbow or that shoulder, and you're trying to work it out. So make sure you look at the blood supply and nerve supply to that. And you've got to correct the forward head carriage before you do any shoulder rehab, elbow rehab, or wrist rehab. And then also look at medications, because if they're giving you a lot of medications uh, to suppress the symptoms, those typically were going to damage your body. Now let's look at the wrist. So we have the shoulder, elbow, now the wrist. The wrist is amazing. Now when I would do human dissection, I would open up the wrist, and it, the, the, where the median nerve is, and that's the one that's damaged or impinged in carpal tunnel, you could actually put a dime in there. It's that big of an opening, and it's called a tunnel or carpal tunnel. Now, around your wrist, you have this, this band of tissue, and honestly, it looks just like a tennis bracelet. And on the front side, that's where the flexors are. It's called the flexor retinaculum. On the back side, that's where the extensors are, so it's called the extensor retinaculum. And so you have that, that, that strength there. Um, or or the the band that holds the wrist together. Now, what's interesting is there's so many important things in the neck that you have to look at. But so remember, when we're talking about muscle imbalance of the forearm, where do you have to look? You've got to look for the neck first, forward head carriage second, and then the third one is look at the muscle imbalance. Now I'm going to show a number of pictures of before and after on patients that used to have a problem and now don't. So let's focus in on getting that neck curve back because that is going to be one of the key factors in correcting carpal tunnel syndrome. Now, if you, as long as you're not driving, if you have a bath towel or a beach towel or a hand towel from the kitchen, you want something fairly thin. If you're wearing a sweatshirt, you could even do that. What you want is to have your hands tight to your chest and you pull it straight down with about two pounds of pressure. A thinner towel is better, like a pillowcase is perfect. 
because what happens under long-term neck problems or long-term cervical spine injuries, you tend to not move the neck separate from the thoracic area. It starts to become one. Okay, so in rehabbing the neck, knowing that most of the time the curve is lost, the head's forward, there's going to be a problem with, with a lot of the biomechanics there, you want to just create a new pivot point. And this is where putting a towel around your neck and pulling straight down with about two pounds of pressure, not more than that, and then looking up, not back. So this way, your chin is going up to the ceiling, not back. So you're bending back like you're a yoga star. And that's huge. Now you look up and then straight ahead and relax the pressure on the towel. Up, straight ahead. Now, the reason you're not holding it for a long time is because discs get their nutrients through movement. That means that if you can move those discs, they imbibe, they get fluid inside of that joint. So does that mean you have to have good, healthy blood? Yeah. Does that mean you've got to be fully hydrated? Absolutely. Do you mean inducing correct motion? Absolutely. So even if you don't have access to a chiropractor, you can get this starting to work right now. And there's another exercise to get the cervical curve back, which I would recommend you doing before you do the following exercises. And this, if you're sitting at a desk counter, you put your elbows on the counter, put your thumbs underneath your chin, and lift your chin up to the ceiling. So you're not looking back, you're looking up. And then you deep breathe. And, and just think of like, you know, the 12-year-old kid laying on the floor with their chin in their palms watching TV. It's just like that position. Okay, and while you're doing that, deep breathe diaphragmatically. If you can, in through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. When you're in that position, because that breathing increases intrathecal pressure and literally forces fluid back into those discs. Now, let's do the exercise rehab. So if you've restored the nerve supply, you've restored the blood supply, um, you've corrected the curve in the neck. Okay, and all of this stuff you do right before you do the exercises. Now, luckily, once you get the elbow adjusted by a chiropractor or by somebody that understands how to adjust extremities, um, you, you, then the cause of golfer's elbow and tennis elbow is a muscle imbalance. It's weakness of the extensors in um, the tennis elbow and it's an overuse or hypertonicity of the flexors in the golfer's elbow. So this way, um, you, we got to strengthen the extensors. Because now remember, if your arm is flat where your fingers close, that's called flexors. Where your fingers open and your hand opens, those muscles are called the extensors. So we want to work just the extensors. Now the best one I've seen is a number 32 rubber band. I know it sounds weird, number 32 rubber band. Now, it's going to seem ridiculously thin, almost like it's, it's not a big deal. And you put your hand like a flower bud, okay, where all your fingers are out, then turn it into a claw like you're going to scare a small child. Flower bud to claw, flower bud to claw. Now, doing this and spreading your fingers out, you're going to feel your extensors get tighter and tighter and tighter. And that's what you want to do. So you're going to do it to fatigue. And then when you get tired, rest a little bit and do it some more. Because you've got to get the strength of those extensors up and running. Now, let's say that you've got incredible pain. 
I mean, in, in absolute freaking agony. Where and, and I've seen carpal tunnel syndrome wake people it up at night. I've seen them be exhausted because every time they roll over, their hand pain, just searing hand pain hurts. So what you do is you get some electric tape, and I mean just electric tape. Why electric tape? Because, it, well, it doesn't stick to fur, and that's what you want. So when you're putting the electric tape, you put your thumb and pinky together, and you'll see the thenar and hypothenar, or the muscle at the base of the pinky and the muscle at the base of the thumb, when you put those two together, it forms like a little tunnel. And that's right where the median nerve is, and that's right where it gets compressed. And then you just put one layer of tape, and not too tight, but you want it pretty firm. Because while your thumb and pinky are together, you want to put this tape right around the base of the metacarpals. And those are the long bones there. So it's not on the wrist. It goes right around the base of the thumb and the base of the pinky. And that, that is right where the metacarpals are. Now, once you get it taped, let go of your hand. And it still should show like a small um, like, like a, a, a approximation where the thumb and the pinky come together a little bit right at the base. Now, that's going to take pressure off that median nerve almost immediately. Now, remember, what does carpal tunnel come from? It's a double crush injury beginning in the neck leading to a muscle imbalance of the forearm. So by correcting that muscle imbalance, it's fantastic. You're going after the source of it by correcting the cervical spine problem. You're going after the source of it. And then this tape, you're only going to need just for a little bit, just to go over the edge. Because once you get that, that muscle balance corrected or muscle imbalance corrected, um, then the pressure is going to be taken off the median nerve. And how do you make a muscle balance worse? You brace it. That's why I am definitely not a big fan of the braces, but I am a fan of getting people out of pain with simple structures. So that's right. You get the curb back with using a pillowcase or a dish towel, and the number 32 rubber band is going to start to restore the curve. And that electric tape is going to be one of the greatest braces you've ever had. And the brace you don't really need. Now we're going to talk about how to adjust the cervical spine and how to do a number of things. But So the solutions for cervical and shoulder and elbow injuries, you've got to get a full set of uh, x-ray series of the cervical and thoracic spine. Uh, <clears throat> you've got to identify if there's a labral problem. And because remember, you cannot work on the wrist unless the elbow and shoulder and neck are working well otherwise it's just mean. Okay, it's like you have a tourniquet on. So once you get the cervical spine start to restore it and reform the labrum, then you can look at the exercises to restore the labrum, restoring the cervical curve, um, get proper nutrition and supplements, correct the muscle imbalance, but also the old school stuff like we talk about. If you're taking prescriptions such as Advil, Tylenol, Motrin, um, except for Tylenol, those are all called non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and they destroy the building block of cartilage. Well, cartilage is between every joint. That's in the shoulder. It's in the elbow. Heck, it's in the neck. I mean, in the wrist. So anytime you take a drug that damages your body ability to repair, that's nuts. That's nuts. So... <clears throat> 
look for the actual solution. The solution is not addressing the symptom, but addressing the cause of the symptom. Okay? So it's literally, if you have carpal tunnel syndrome and someone's told you it's from a repetitive motion or double crush injury, it is not. It is absolutely from a muscle imbalance and compromised blood supply or nerve supply to that area. That is the absolute causative factor. Let me say it again. Carpal tunnel syndrome, golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, rotator cuff problems primarily are from compromised blood supply and nerve supply and altered mechanics to those joints. The blood supply and nerve supply come out of the base of the neck, so you've got to look at that. You've got to look at a mechanical distortion, particularly on shoulders. They can dislocate or they can be superior misplaced. You know, that means it's thrown up or it's jammed. It's called impingement syndrome. For the elbow, you're going to look at at, um, subluxations or problems with the ulnar bone and the radial bone, but those can be easily corrected to maintain their integrity so they don't fall out of place. You've got to restore the muscle balance. And then on the wrist, know that there should be a 5 to 4 strength ratio. The flexors are 5, the extensors are 4, and that's where that number 32 rubber band comes in. And always get extra rubber bands for sure. Because when you um, have those, the kid in you is going to come out and you're going to want to shoot at a fly or at a target or something. So having a box of rubber bands is just fun. Yes, I was a paper boy, paper boy for the Herald Examiner in um, Burbank. <laughs> so I'm pretty good with a rubber band. Okay, and now um, all of this will be put on our website tonight in the censored portion uh, is going to be on how to take back our country. And I'm going to have some facts and stats on the current jab and a bunch of other problems that we've got to solve. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate in an insane world. Sanity will rule. And just like President Lincoln said, uh, many times he'd been driven to his knees because he had nowhere else to go. And we will get through this. If you're standing for medical freedom, hold the line. Hold the line, and we will win. We are going to get this world back. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.